Peace be unto you, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. In this podcast episode, we're going to be looking into a scripture that has been read on seven continents. And if they could even even take this to the isles of far off, they could. And this chapter in this verse is John chapter 3, verse 16. In this podcast episode, brothers and sisters, we're going to be taking a look into uh, John 3.16. We're going to be reading from John chapter 3, verses 15, all the way to 19. Um, With the amount of scriptures that I'm going to be covering, I'm going to be able to cover those key verses. Because, brothers and sisters, John 3.16 looks good, but if it's not explained to you, millions, dare I say billions, can be fooled by this verse. So let's go into John chapter 3 verse 15 and start reading. And brothers and sisters, what you want to have is your Bibles your pens, and your notepads. You're going to need them because I'm going to be covering some scripture in this podcast episode, this little 30-minute podcast episode. So let's begin. Got to start right away. John chapter 3, verse 15. Now, I'm not going to read verse 14, which is what a lot of people like to start out reading. Now, if you if you are unaware, there are um, Israelite camps. And these Israelite camps, um, like myself, believe that the Blacks, Natives, and Hispanic Americans are the children of Israel. Now, you have some camps that don't believe it. But we base this not off just color, but prophecy and what the Old Testament says. But that's going off too far. And what they like to do is they like to use uh, John chapter 3, verse 14, to say that this verse is only applying to the 12 tribes of Israel because it mentions Moses lifting up the serpent, which is found in Numbers 21, verses 7 through 9. Now, let's start in verse 15, because verse 15 continues from verse 14. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, what I'm going to be doing, brothers and sisters, is I'm going to be showing you from both testaments about believe. Because what you're going to find out is Belief was not just a thought, and not just anybody could believe. And you will always have to go back to the First Testament, because, brothers and sisters, that is what the apostles did. Let me show you. Let's get let's get the book of Luke 24, verse 44 and 45. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, 
which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Verse 45, then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. The, they weren't understanding their own writings because they hadn't yet, it hadn't yet been written. Any scholar knows that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was written at least in the first century. These men lived 70, 80 years before the gospel was even written. The only scriptures they had was the Old Testament. A scholar and even your simplest pork chop eater understands that. So the scriptures that the apostles are expounding on is Old Testament. So when John writes, believe it on him, the first thing we have to do is understand what believeth on Christ or on God means. Let me show you. Let's get the book of John 14. John 14. John chapter 14 and verse 1. He said, he said, let not your hearts be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. So if you believe in God, how did you believe in God? See, Christ is right here. You believe in God, believe also in me. So let's go back to the First Testament to see what it was like to believe in God. Let's get to the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings. Chapter 17, verses 13 and 14. Two verses. Watch this, brothers and sisters. Yet the Lord testified, this is verse 13, 2 Kings 17, verse 13. Yet the Lord testified against Israel and against Judah by all the prophets and by all the seers, saying, Turn ye from your evil ways and keep my commandments. So evil ways are against the commandments. Remember, Proverbs 13, verse 21 says, Evil pursueth sinners. That means evil is going to always be around transgressors of the law. First John 3 and 4 is the only way you can sin. Sin is defined as transgression of the law. There's no other definition for it that they can find in the 66 books. That's the only thing sin means, transgression. According to all the law which I commanded your fathers and which I sent to you by my servant, the prophets. So turn from your evil ways and keep my commandments. Verse 14, notwithstanding, they would not hear. So they wouldn't stop sinning, but hardened their necks like the necks of their fathers that did not believe in the Lord their God. So because they did not stop transgressing or stop their evil ways and harden their necks, they didn't believe in the Lord their God. See, you can't sin and believe in God. That's what that verse is saying. That's not private interpretation. That's what that verse is saying. They hardened their necks and continued to sin against the Lord and would not hear, and they did not believe in the Lord their God. 
because they continued in sin. Let's get Psalm 78. Psalm 78. Psalm 78 and verse 31 and 32. It says, the wrath of God came upon them and slew the fattest of them, talking about the children of Israel, and smote down the chosen men of Israel. See? For all this they still, they sin still. So verse 32, for all this they sin, transgress the law still, and believe not for his wondrous works. What is his wondrous works? What are the works of God? Psalm 78 verse 7. That they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. The works of God were his commandments. Exodus 32, 16. Let's look at that. Let's look at Exodus 32. Now, remember, brothers and sisters, this is the written law. We're going to find out where it came from. The written law, the commandments. You look at Cecil B. DeMille's movie and you see fire writing on the wall. That's not what happened. These people love to fabricate the story of God. Exodus 32, verse 16 says, And the tables were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God graven upon tables. Exodus 24, Exodus 24, I'm going to show you something. Exodus 24, verse 10. And they saw the God of Israel, and there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone, and as it were, a body of heaven in his clitoris. Now, when you watch the Ten Commandments movie, it was fire riding in a rock. No, God had a body. When it says a body of heaven in its clearness, God had a body of heaven that could be seen clearly. Not fire riding into a rock like they like to show you, because many preachers like to say, well, God is spirit, so he doesn't have a body. No. The Bible just said God does have a body. It's just that they don't want to identify. If, if you know that he has a body, you will want to know what that body looks like. Do you remember Daniel 7 and 9? See, we, 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 we were taught in a way, brothers and sisters, where everything has to come together. Daniel 7 and 9 says, I beheld to the thrones were cast down all the kingdoms of the earth and the ancients of days did sit whose garment was white as snow and his hair, the hair, the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like a fiery flame and his wheels as burning fire. So they're, they're explaining the throne of God and God had on a garment because he has a body and his hair is like Negro hair, wool. Just wanted to run that by you. Just wanted to run that by you. So we were taking a look at believe. Believe. Psalms 119, verse 66. The first testament, brothers and sisters, will never be read. 
because it identifies what they're writing in the Second Testament. It says this, Psalms 119 verse 66 says, Teach me good judgments and knowledge, for I have believed in thy commandments. See, David says, I have believed in thy commandments because the commandments were the way to eternal life. John, not John, excuse me, Matthew chapter 19. Now remember, let's read John 3.15 again. It says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Matthew chapter 19. I told you, brothers and sisters, I'm going to go over a lot of scriptures because it is the company of prophets. Remember Psalm 68, 11. Psalms chapter 68, verse 11 says, the Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. Paul wasn't the only one that published the Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in their times in the first century, way after they died, wasn't the only ones that published the Bible. But Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Habakkuk, Nahum, they also published the Bible. Moses. You have to read every last word of this book to understand some passages. How did you get eternal life? Matthew 19, verse 16. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? This is verse 17. There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. To have eternal life, you must keep the commandments. The Sabbath day, the holy day. The days which are ordained unto God. Because remember, the Bible says in Isaiah 66, verse 23, that, let me read this to you. Isaiah 66, and, and I told you, brothers and sisters, there's no way you can escape this. Isaiah 66, verse 23, or I'll read verse 22. Isaiah 66, verse 22 says, as for a new heavens, new heavens and a new earth, which I will make shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. He's talking about Israel. And it shall come to pass in the new heaven and new earth, in the new heaven and new earth, that from one new moon, one beginning of the month, one beginning of the month to another, and one Sabbath, seventh day Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come worship before me, saith the Lord, because the Lord is going to be on earth and his second coming. The Lord is not coming down here to swoop and take people back up. When he gets here, his feet is going to touch the Mount of Olives and he's staying. Job said it. Job said it. You see these preachers talking about, well, uh, he's going to come down and get you and take you back to heaven. No, brothers and sisters, he's going to stay here. He's going to stay here. Zechariah, I'm going to read this real quick. Zechariah chapter 4. Zechariah chapter Zechariah is all over the place, but he is inspired by the Holy Ghost when he writes this in Zechariah chapter 4. 
my brothers and sisters stay with me because my pages are stuck together. I'm having problems getting my pages. Okay, Zechariah chapter 4. No, 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 excuse me. Zechariah 14. Excuse me. I'm sorry about that, brothers and sisters. Zechariah 14 says this. And his feet shall stand that day upon the Mount of Olives which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east, toward the west, and there shall be a great valley, and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north, and half the mountain shall be removed toward the south. Now, that's what my Bible reads. Your Bible may read it another way, but that's the way my Bible reads it. Job 19.25. Job chapter 19. Job saw it too. Job's a prophet, and he also had the Holy Ghost. All of them did. Job 19, verse 25. For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand in the latter days upon the earth. See, Christ, when he comes, his feet shall stand upon the earth. Let's get the book of Acts. The book of Acts chapter 1. Because see, your preachers, your, your Jehovah Witnesses will say, oh, that's figurative. No, brothers and sisters, they are fabricating the gospel, the Bible, so you can be deceived. That is what they're, that is what they're doing. Acts chapter 1 and verse 10 says, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This, this same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Christ was standing on the earth when he was taken up. And he's going to come back to stand on the earth again. And when he comes back to stand on the earth, if you go back to my podcast episodes and search for the return of Christ, or you can even go through any of my podcast episodes, brothers and sisters, what the church you're hiding, the second coming of Christ, the second coming of Christ is what is called what the churches are hiding. That's the episode. What the churches are hiding, the second coming of Christ, what the churches are hiding is going to show you in depth what Christ is going to do when he comes back. That is why they won't teach it to you. But let's move on. Back to John chapter 3, verse 17. It says this. Now we understand that believeth in the first testament was keeping the law. You can't believe in Christ. Without, you couldn't believe in God without keeping his laws. That's based on 2 Kings 17, 2 Kings 17, verse 13 and 14. And Psalms 78, verse 31 and 32. And, and, and Psalms 119, verse 66. I want to go to one more. Now, we went to Matthew 19, verse 16. Because remember, Matthew 3, verse 15. Uh, not Matthew 3, verse 15. I got a lot of verses in my head. But John 3.15 says that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have eternal life. Let's get the book of Luke. Now, we read Matthew 19, verse 16 and 17. But I want to get the book of Luke, book of Luke 
chapter 10, verse 25 and 26. It says this, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? They understood. In order for them to ask that question, eternal life had to be present in the Old Testament. Watch what Christ says in verse 26. And he said unto him, what is written in the law? So what eternal life was written in the law? In the first testament. Which means salvation is written in the first testament. What is written in the law? How readest thou? And of course, he quotes Deuteronomy 10, verse 12 and verse 27. He quotes the law. Also in Deuteronomy 6 and 5, to get eternal life, he quotes the book of Deuteronomy 6, verse 5. Now, you can't get no more First Testament than that. See, brothers and sisters, this is what I mean. Let's read on. Let's go back to John 3. John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Okay, watch. Let's look. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So let's look at this. Verse 18 says this. He, God, the condemned is in both verses. So what is it? Let's see what it was. Oh, I should say, let me rephrase my words. Let me slow down. Let's see if it changed. To believe on Christ was, or God, was to keep the law. Let's see if it changed. Let's get the book of John chapter 12 in verse 46. Watch this, John 12, 46. This is Christ speaking. I am come a light unto the world that whoso Ever, there that whosoever is again, believeth on me, should not abide in darkness. Now, brothers and sisters, let's define darkness. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell you what darkness is. I'm going to define it. Proverbs 4.19. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 19. Whoever believeth on him shall not abide in darkness. Proverbs chapter 4, 19 says this. Let's, let's, let's look at it. It says this, Proverbs 4, 19. The way of the wicked, Proverbs 28 and 4 says, He that turneth his ear away from hearing the law, praise the wicked. What are wicked people? Let me show you what wicked people are. Proverbs 29, verse 16. Now, I read you one in Proverbs 28 and 4. But I'm going to read you this one. It says this, Proverbs 29, verse 16 says, 
When the wicked are multiplied, transgression increaseth, but the righteous shall see his fall. So the wicked are transgressors. Proverbs 4.19, again, the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. So darkness is sin. So whoever believeth on Christ shall not sin or abide in darkness. The same exact thing is said in the first testament. If you believe on me, you shall not continue and live in sin, which is transgression of the law. First John 3 and 4. Let's get another one. Let's see if it changed. John chapter 16, verse 8. This is talking about the comforter who's going to come back to reprove the world of sin. See, they don't never tell you what the mission of the Holy Ghost is. They just tell you, they go to Acts 2 and 5 and a lot of scriptures, but this is what the Holy Ghost was going to come and do. The Comforter. John 16, verse 8 says, And when he has come, the Comforter, he shall reprove the world of transgression of the law, sin, and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin, because they believe not on me, of transgression. Sin can only be identified as transgression. They believe not on me. If you sinned, you didn't believe on Christ or in him. You can't keep Sunday church in a bunch of vain worships and call yourself a believer in Christ. That's against the book. Titus 3 and 8. Titus 3 and 8. See, brothers and sisters, this is what will never be read to you on Sunday morning. It will never be read. Titus chapter 3, verse 8 says this. This is a faithful saying, and these, thing, these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. Good works. Let's go. Let's let's look at what good works are. I guarantee you, brothers and sisters, give your preacher the Bible and says, define good works. He will never do it. I guarantee you. Let's look at 1 Samuel 19, verse 4. 1 Samuel 19, verse 4 says, And Jonathan spake good of David unto Saul his father, and said unto him, let not the king sin against his servant, against David, because he hath not sinned, transgressed the law against thee, and because his works have been told to thee word very good. The good works were works without transgression. You cannot transgress the law. And if you to believe on Christ, you want to be careful to maintain the good works. That is works without the transgression of the law. So both the Old Testament and the New Testament says to believe in God is to keep the law, not transgress it. Verse 18, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world. 
that men love darkness, sin rather than light, because their deeds are evil. Evil pursueth sinners. Proverbs 13, verse 21. But what is the light? They hate the light. Because see, every time you look at a person, they're always trying to say, well, uh, we're under grace. We, I don't want to stop. We can't keep every excuse in the world not to keep the law. Proverbs 6, Proverbs 6, verse 23 says, for the commandment is a lamp and the law is light. That's what light is. It says the same thing in Psalms 119, verse 105. And reproves and instruction are the way of life. Reproves and instruction. Correction. Let's go back and read one more scripture. Because I didn't get to cover all I want to cover. But I'm going to read this one because I want to read it very, very bad. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. It says, Now therefore, there is therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Verse 4. Verse 4. That the righteousness of the law, righteousness of the law, might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So those that keep the law walk after the spirit. And verse one says, there is no condemnation to those that walk after the spirit. Verse four says to keep the law is to walk after the spirit. And there's no condemnation for you. Wow. Reading is fundamental, folks. If you believe in Christ, you keep his commandments. With that, I say shalom.